here trying to help you. I'm here to give you what it took me 30, 30 years in ministry to get. We're going to talk about the day as we go to our next teaching. Uh, we're going to go to the Gospel of St. Luke, chapter 12 and verse 22. Let's go there. The Gospel of St. Luke, chapter 12, because today we're going to talk about the kingdom. Remember, if you look at how these, we are moving into uh, the second volume, and uh, so if you write number six, this will be your number six tape of the teaching. Volume one was six teaching, I'm sorry, this would be number seven. Volume number one, there were six teachings. Now we're in into the volume number two, which is the tape number seven. So we, 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 this is the seventh teaching we're doing now on the looking for that blessed hope. Now, if you notice in Luke chapter 12, we are in verse number 22. Let's go there. The Gospel of St. Luke chapter 12, verse number 22. Now, I'm going to go down and, and, and well, I'm just going to read this to you. Let's do that. Luke 12, 22, and he said to his disciples, so he's talking to his 12, Therefore I say to you, take no thought for your life, what you shall eat, neither for the body, what you shall put on. The life is more than meat, the body is more than raiment. Consider the ravens, they neither sow nor reap, neither have storehouses nor bonds. God feedeth them. How much more are you better than fowls or birds? And which of you or taking thought can add to his stature one cubit. If you then be not able to do that thing which is least, why take thought for the rest? Consider the lilies, how they grow. They toil not, they spin not. And yet I say to you that Solomon, all his glory, was not arrayed like one of these. If then God so clothed the grass, which is today in the field, and the mire is cast into the oven, how much more would he close you, O ye a little faith? Now he's talking to the church of God. He's, he's preaching to his 12 disciples at this time. You want to think about the word ambassadors when he said that. How much more will he close you, O ye little faith? Because if they are ambassadors of the kingdom, which they were, 12 men were 12 ambassadors, then God will be responsible to take care of them. All right? And verse number 29, then he says, Seek not ye what you shall eat, what you're going to drink. Now remember, he's talking to his disciples, which now become a uh, ambassadors of the kingdom. All right? Seek not what you shall eat or what you shall drink, neither be ye of doubt for mine. For all these things do the nations of the world seek after. Your father knoweth that you have need of these things. So he's telling them about the father's ministry now. But rather seek ye the kingdom of God. If you read Matthew 6, 33, he will say, but rather seek first. Seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness in Matthew 6, 33. 
Matthew 6, 33, once again, seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness. Here in Luke, he said, but rather seek the kingdom of God and all things shall be added to you. That's a big word, all things. Fear not, little flock, for it is your father good pleasure to give you the kingdom. So we know from hearing that we are talking about the kingdom. So I want to ask a question because I asked last week, uh, I'm teaching about looking for that blessed hope. And so if you are in the body of Christ, then I have to ask you a question. Are you looking for the kingdom? Are you looking for the kingdom? Because first of all, you shouldn't be looking for the kingdom if you're in the body of Christ. My whole point is I want to teach you that the people that they minister looking for that blessed hope was the children of Israel or the first church, not the body of Christ today. Now that's what I want to be able to show you because if you, if you are looking for the kingdom, what do that say? That means you don't have the kingdom. So my question is, are you? It's going to be a question. Are you looking for the kingdom? Because they are people who are taught. And like I said before, I was taught that also. And most churches are teaching that you are looking for that blessed hope and we are here waiting for Jesus to return. If, you are, if that's happening to you, then you are looking for the kingdom. So, so I want to give you the knowledge of God's word so God can give you the understanding of his word. I want you to make sure you understand what I'm trying to do here. I want to give you the knowledge of the word so the Holy Ghost will give you the understanding of the word. Remember, my job is not the final job. My job is to give you the knowledge of everything God said about this. Then he would answer your question, am I right or are you right? You understand? That's what the understanding would do. What people would do is they'll hear the pastor and they say, well, that, that pastor don't know what he's talking about. Well, you haven't heard the Holy Spirit tell you, do I know what I'm talking about? Yeah, you just said that soon I finished preaching. Sometimes people would turn on and hear me minister. Well, no, nah, you can't. He talking about Jesus already come. Oh, no, child. See, you never want the Spirit to teach you. That's why you don't know today. But if you do it like I'm asking you to do it, if I'm wrong, the Spirit will show you. If I'm right, the Spirit will show you. Least give the Spirit a chance to show you who's right and who's wrong, because you could be wrong. All right? And you are. <laughs> but at the same time, I have to allow this word to operate in my life. Okay? So let's let the Spirit teach us. All right? Now, he says, Seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all these other things. Let's read that out of Matthew 6, 33, shall we? Uh, Matthew chapter 6 and verse 33. Just that one verse. Because Matthew 6, 33 said, But 
seek ye first. That's the emphasis. First. The kingdom of God. First. Seek the kingdom of God first. And his righteousness. And then he says all these things. Now what things are we talking about? He named them. What you're going to eat? What you're going to drink? What you're going to put on? Those things. You don't have to be worried about God taking care of you, God feeding you, God clothing you. He told you if you will seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, Matthew 6, all these things shall be added unto you. Now, you have to ask yourself, are they being added unto you? Got to make sure that you have found the kingdom. Then you got to make sure that you are in the kingdom. Now, let's go back to the beginning. In the Gospel of Matthew, chapter 6, we're going to go all the way back to the beginning. Matthew, chapter 6. Now, my, I'm ministering today from a question. Are you looking for the kingdom? That's my question. Because I don't want people that I'm pastoring to be coming to church every Sunday or listen to this message, 9 and 11 o'clock service, I hope, 9 and 11, and still don't know whether you're in the kingdom or not. Still haven't found the kingdom yet. Because the Bible says seek first. First, seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness. Then all these other things shall be added. So we don't have to seek these other things. What we're going to eat, what we're going to drink, what we're going to put on. If we've already found the kingdom, then God is responsible to take care of us. I want you to put another scripture up there. Matthew, uh, I'm sorry, Philippians 4, 19. Let's use the scripture here. Philippians 4, 19. Watch what Paul said to the church at Philippi. Now, why would he use this scripture? Because God is responsible to take care of the body of Christ. Your responsibility is to seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness. But my God shall supply all of your need according to his riches and glory by Christ Jesus. God shall supply all your need. See, but what's your responsibility is to make sure you found the king. Let me show you one more, Romans 8.32. From the book of Romans, chapter 8, verse 32. See, you, you write these things down because if you definitely have found the kingdom, then God is responsible to take care of you. Romans chapter 8, verse number 32. Just one verse. He that spared not his own son, Romans chapter 8, and verse number 32. See, watch what the word says. He that spared not his own son, but delivered him up for us all, how shall he not with him? With him. Do you have him? So if you have him, also freely give you all things. See, the key is, do you have him? Seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, that all these things will be added unto you. What thing? 
saying what you eat, what you drink, what you put on will be added. All right? Now, those are three different scriptures to help you out why you need to make sure you find the kingdom. Now, let's go to Matthew chapter number 6, and we're going to start reading verse 9. Now, Matthew 6 and 9, Jesus told his disciples to pray. From here, we're going to go back to Matthew chapter 4, because when Jesus started his ministry, Jesus started his ministry preaching the gospel of the kingdom. His responsibility was to bring the kingdom into the earth realm. Now, if you don't think Jesus has come, then you don't think God has finished his work. Remember we went through that in John chapter 6, verse 38, 39, 40. His responsibility is to do the will of God and finish his work. So if you don't think that Jesus has come, then you don't think he finished his work. Then you don't think the kingdom has come neither. Because that's what's supposed to happen when Jesus comes. He's supposed to be coming in his kingdom. So understand when you are saying different things, get understanding. All right, now let's look at Matthew chapter number 6 and verse 9. Matthew 6 and 9 says, After this manner, therefore, pray ye. So he's teaching his disciples how to pray. Pray, our Father which are in heaven, hallowed be thy name. And then verse number 10, watch what it says. Thy kingdom come. Now they had to pray, thy kingdom come. Now my question is, have the kingdom come yet? Their prayer was, pray thy kingdom come. Because once the kingdom come, the process will continue. Thy will be done in earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread. Forgive us our debts. Well, has he forgiven you of our debts? My point is, if he has forgiven us of our debt, and then in verse number 13, lead us not to temptation, but, watch this part, deliver us from evil. Has he delivered us from the kingdom of darkness yet? Yes. For thine is the kingdom. Guess who's the kingdom? Christ. He's talking to the Father. He's telling the Father, thine is the kingdom. The power. Thine is the power. Thine is the glory forever and ever. So God is the kingdom. So to seek first the kingdom of God is really to seek God and his righteousness. Have you done that? Have you made sure that God is in your life, number one? All right. Now, let's move on. Let's go to the, uh, we showed you, let's go back to Matthew chapter 4. Because when Jesus came in his ministry, he's going to come preaching the kingdom. Why did he preach the kingdom to the Jews and not to the Gentiles? See, that's the question you want to ask. He preached the gospel of the kingdom to the Jews. People are trying to preach the gospel of the kingdom to the Gentiles. 
you preach the God, he preached the gospel of the kingdom to the Jews because they want to receive the kingdom first. But I'm going to show you that they rejected the kingdom. And then the kingdom went to the Gentiles. So that's why he came preaching the gospel of the kingdom to the Jews because he wanted them to receive the kingdom on earth. Remember, it was the Jews who had kings and priests. And they had gotten away from that. So when Jesus came back, Jesus came to set up his kingdom and priesthood in the earth. But they rejected it. All right, now watch this. Matthew chapter 4 and verse number 23. We're going to go there. We're going to read the next two verses. Matthew 4, 23 says, Jesus went about all Galilee, teaching in their synagogues. Remember, teaching in their synagogue and preaching the gospel of the kingdom. Don't forget his message to the Jewish believer. He was teaching in their synagogue, but he was preaching the gospel of the kingdom and healing all manner of sicknesses and all manner of disease among the people. And his fame went throughout all Syria, and they brought unto him all sick people that were taken with diver diseases, torments, and those which possessed with devils, and those which were lunatics, and those that had palsy, and he healed them. And there followed him a great multitude of people from Galilee and from Decapolis and from Jerusalem, from Judea and from beyond Jordan. Now, why all of that was happening? Because he was preaching the gospel of the kingdom. He was preaching the gospel of the kingdom. All right? And healing all the sick. Now, Let's move on because I want to show you the next part of this is the Gospel of St. Luke, chapter 17 and verse 20. You and Matthew, just go to Luke. Luke chapter 17 and verse number 20. So here's Jesus preaching the gospel of the kingdom. And his Pharisees are going to ask him a question. Luke chapter 17 and verse 20. Here it is. And when, the, when he was the man of the Pharisees, when the kingdom of God should come. See, Jesus preaching to them the kingdom. Now they want to know when is the kingdom going to come. Because he had them to pray, Matthew 6 and 10, pray, thy kingdom come. Now they're asking Jesus, Lord, when is the kingdom going to come? And then Jesus is going to say to them, the kingdom of God cometh not with observation. You are not going to be able to see the kingdom. The kingdom of God cometh not with observation. You're not going to be able to see the kingdom. Neither shall they say, watch this, lo here, or behold, the kingdom of God is within you. Now, my Bible has a, a little thing beside that verse 21. And it says, among you. Neither shall they say, 
uh, and when he was the man of the Pharisees, when the kingdom of God should come, he answered them and said, The kingdom of God cometh not with observation. Neither shall they say, Lo here, lo there. Behold, the kingdom of God is within you. It wasn't within them yet. So that word translation now is among you. L let me hear that in the NLT. Can you do that? Luke, Luke 17, 20 and 21. Luke 17, 20 and 21. See, the kingdom of God was in Jesus, but it was not in the rest of the people yet. But the kingdom of God is in you today. But the kingdom of God was among them because the kingdom of God was in Christ. He came to bring the kingdom to man. Luke chapter number 17, verse 20 and 21 out of the NLT is what I'm waiting for. Luke 17, 20 and 21. One day the Pharisees asked Jesus, when will the kingdom of God come? Jesus replied, the kingdom of God cannot be detected by visible signs. You must be able to say, here it is. Or it's over there. See, you won't be able to say that. You won't be able to say, here it is. You won't be able to say, it's over there. For the kingdom of God is already among you. Now, if the kingdom of God is already among them, only one person had the kingdom at that time. Do everybody understand what I just said? The kingdom of God is already among you. Now, if the kingdom of God is already among you, who was among them? Christ. But he is the kingdom. So they didn't have the kingdom yet. But the kingdom was going to come to them. So my question, my message is, are you looking for the kingdom or have the kingdom come? And if the kingdom has come, there are some other things that had, had to happen. But let the Holy Spirit teach us. All right? Now, I read to you Luke chapter 17, verse 20 and 21. All right? Now, now let's go to some other things like uh, the Gospel of Matthew, uh, Gospel of Saint Mark. Uh, matter of fact, let's do Matthew twenty four fourteen. Let's go there. Matthew chapter twenty four and fourteen. Jesus teaching. We're going to be really concentrating on Matthew chapter twenty four, twenty five, twenty six, because now he's getting closer to leaving them. So he want to make sure he's going to give them several parables. Matthew 24, 14. Watch what he said to them. And this gospel of the kingdom, and this gospel of the kingdom shall be preached in all the world. Now I want you to really hear this because people have told the church one of the greatest errors in the body of Christ, 
and don't shut me down. Ask the Holy Ghost to teach you. God never told the body of Christ to go into all the world and preach the gospel. He's talking to his 12 disciples. Now, I'm going to show it to you over and over. My job is just give you information, and if you, if you, he that be ignorant, let him be ignorant. My job is to give you the information, and the Holy Ghost teach you. So at least you ought to let that happen. Let me give you information, let the Holy Ghost teach you. If, if the word is wrong, then you don't believe the word. But if the word is right, that means you got to change. See, that's the word repent when God said repent. He's talking about change your mind. You got to be willing to repent, change your mind, just say I was wrong about that. All right, now I'm going to show you that. I'm going to give you several scriptures. Matthew chapter 24 and verse 14 said, And this gospel of the kingdom shall be preached, watch this, in all the world. He's not talking about the cosmos or the literary United States of America and Britain and France and Germany. That's not what he's talking about. He's talking about Israel. So don't, don't drop your cup, because like I said, this is how you learn being taught. I'm going to give you several scriptures to show you that. This gospel of the kingdom shall be preached, watch this, in all the world. He's really talking about in all Israel. What? For a witness unto all nations, all Israel, and then shall the end come. That's how that's being read. He's not talking about Michigan. He's not talking about Detroit. He's not talking about, you know, all the cities you're living in. He's talking, remember, he's talking about Israel. Now, hold your finger right there, and let me, let me just take you through it and show it to you. We're going to go to Matthew 10. Verse 23, where he said this before. Back up to Matthew chapter 10. You go back to Matthew chapter 10, and we're going to look at when Jesus is talking to his disciples. Let's go to verse 16, and we're going to just read right on down. See, if you read the word, you'll know he's not talking to you. You got people tell you all the time, hey, Pastor, I want to know something. Are you a uh, church where you send out people in all the world and missionary? Are you a missionary church? That guy's asking me that. Are you a missionary church? I said, what is a missionary church? You know, that means that you sending people out. You're taking up missions in the church, taking up money in the church for missions. I said, yeah, but we, we feed people. Anybody need food? We, we have food to give people, yeah. No, 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 that ain't what I'm talking about. I'm talking about you have monies put aside and people raised up in your church and you send them out as missions to represent the church. I said, no, we don't do that. Well, you might look into it. Now, let me show you the word. See, this is what I go by the word. God never told me to do this. And you neither. So we're going to go back to the Gospel of St. Matthew, chapter 10. And we're going to go back and look at verse 16. We're going to go back and look at the 
what the disciples' expectation was during persecution, but you're going to run right into it. Verse number 10, 16, Matthew 10, 16. Behold, I've seen you forth as sheep in the midst of woods. You therefore be wise as serpents and almost as doves. But we were men. They will deliver you up into the council. They will scourge you in their synagogues. See, you're still in, you're still in Jerusalem. There ain't no synagogue upon that. And you shall be brought before governors and kings for my sake, for a testimony against them and the Gentiles. But when they deliver you up, take no thought how what you shall speak is be given to you in that hour, same hour what you shall speak. It is not you that speak, but the spirit of your father which, which speaketh in you. The brother going to deliver up the brother to death. See, you're talking about Israel, 12 tribes. And the fathers, the child. And the children shall be raised up against their parents and called them to be put to death. Talking about the children of Israel. And you shall be hated of all men for my name's sake, but he that endureth to the end shall be saved. There it is again. But when they persecute you in this city, flee unto another city. For verily I say to you, you shall not have gone over the cities of Israel till the Son of Man be come. See, he's not talking about what you've been told. He's talking about right there in the promised land, the cities of Israel. And verse number 5, Matthew chapter 10, verse 5. Let's go back and see when he chose the twelve. See, if you read the word of God, and you see, I'm going to tell you something. If you listen to people, you're going to miss it. Because most people who got it, they don't want to change, and they think they got it, and they, you can't tell them nothing. Their head is hard as this table. But you, but you younger pastor, if you're going to get it, you're going to listen and let somebody teach you so you can check it out with the word. And don't be going by just what people say. Remember, there's a third person in the Godhead called the Holy Spirit. My job is to give you the knowledge. His job is to give you the understanding. Don't let the preacher give you the understanding. Let the preacher give you the knowledge. All right, Matthew chapter 10 and verse 5. Here we go. These 12, Jesus sent forth and command them, saying, Go not in the way of the Gentiles. Go not. And in any city of Samaria, in or not, don't go in the way of the Gentiles, don't go to the Samaria, but rather go to the lost sheep of the house of Israel. Told them where to go. That's plain and simple. Go to the lost sheep of the house of Israel. And as you go preach, the kingdom of heaven is at hand. They preach the gospel of the kingdom to all Israel. Heal the sick, cleanse the leper, raise the dead, cast out devils. Freely you have received, freely give. Then he told them, provide neither gold nor silver nor brass in your persons. Now why is he saying this? Because you're not going to have to be worried about what you're going to eat, what you're going to drink, and what you're going to put on, remember I gave you that in Matthew chapter 6, verse 33? Seek ye first the kingdom of God, and he's talking to, the, talking to his 12. So he told them in verse 10, you don't need a script, you don't need, for your journey, you don't need two coats, you need the shoes, the staves, the workmanship is worthy of his meat. 
And in the whatsoever city or town you enter, inquire you in the, who's worthy, and they abide till you go thence. And when you have gone into in house, salute the house, and if the house be worthy, let your peace come upon it. But if it be not worthy, let your peace return to you, and whosoever shall not receive you, nor hear your words when you depart out of that house, shake off the dust off your feet. Verily I say to you, it shall be more tolerable in the land of Sodom and Gomorrah in the day of judgment than for that city. See, not talking to you going somewhere, taking a missionary money in Michigan and sending somebody to Africa. That's not what he's talking about. He was talking to Israel. Now, if you want to take our money in your church and send somebody to, to minister somewhere in some country, that's between you and the Lord. But don't say that's what the Bible meant when he talked about uh, commissioning the church. No, that's just something you want to do in the church and the Lord agree, or agree with it. All right. That's your commission. And the Lord lets you do it. Okay? But don't put that on everybody else. All right, now, now that's, let's go back and look at a couple more because I got several in that area. Let's go to, let's go to uh, the Gospel of St. Mark, chapter 16, 19, and 20. Mark 16, 19, and 20. You see the same thing. Mark 16, 19, and 20. See, he sent them. It'll say the same thing. I'm just not reading it all. After he rose from the dead, he told him to go into all the world. See, he's talking to the Jews. Verse number 19. It says, So then, after the Lord has spoken to them, he was received up into heaven, set on the right hand of God. So we know this was the same thing Mark was talking about in Acts chapter 1. He will receive up in the heaven, so on the right hand of God. And the Bible said, and they went forth. And they went forth and preached everywhere. The Lord working with them and confirming the word with signs following, amen. They did go forth. The commission was taken care of. So if I back up there in Mark chapter 16, let's go down to verse 14. Back back to Mark 16, 14, because this is where people would take Mark 16, Matthew 28, and use it for the commission of the church. You've been taught wrong. And a lot of people being led astray because they think God told them now to lead the church, sell your house, Sell everything you have, give to the poor, and you'll have treasure in heaven. No, you're going to be broke, and you're going to be in the unemployment line. Mark chapter 16 and verse 14, because he wasn't talking to you. Mark 16 and 14 says, Afterward he appealed to the eleven, and they sat in meat, abraded with their unbelief, hardness of heart, because they believed not them which had seen him after he was risen. He said to them, Go ye into all the world. He said to them, why can't we just let it be them? He said to them, go ye into all the world and preach the gospel to every creature. What gospel? The gospel of the kingdom. He that believeth, here's the gospel of the kingdom. He that believeth 
and is baptized. What gospel is that? The gospel of the kingdom. See, you still trying to preach baptism to people, and now the, the, the new gospel is the gospel of Christ. Romans 1.16, I'm not ashamed of the gospel. Christ is the power of God and the salvation of every man that believes. To the Jew first and also to the Greek. So you're trying to, you try, see, Paul is preaching the gospel of Christ. You're trying to make it be the gospel of the kingdom. Gospel of the kingdom, you had to get water baptized. That's what people are still preaching. Mark chapter 16 and verse 16. Watch what it says, Mark 16 and 16. He that believeth and is baptized, remember you preach the gospel of the kingdom, shall be saved. Not saved, shall be. Just like Romans 10, gospel of the kingdom. Romans 10, 9 and 10, the gospel of the kingdom, tell you the exactly same thing. If you confess with your mouth the Lord Jesus, believe in your heart, God raised Jesus from the dead, thou shall be saved. Didn't tell you were saved. And yet people are preaching that to the body of Christ. You shall be saved. Mark 16 and 16. But he that believeth shall, shall be damned. He that believeth not shall be damned. He that believeth shall be saved. He that believeth not shall be damned. These signs shall follow them that believe. In my name, in my name. They were saved in Jesus' name. You're not saved in his name. You're saved through his blood. The cross shall cast out devils, shall speak with new tongues. They shall take up any serpent that shall not, and drink anything. Shall not hurt them. They shall lay hands on the sick and they shall recover. Now you go try this stuff today, it's going to kill you. You go out and stick your hand into a serpent's mouth, you're going to be bitten and probably die if it's a poison serpent. Go drink any deadly thing, it's going to kill you because he's not talking to you. Here, she shall not hurt them. He shall lay hands on the sick and they shall recover. I've laid hands on many people they didn't recover. Because he wouldn't talk to me. That don't mean that God don't lay hands on the sick today. It does. But I can't take that verse and say, everyone I lay hands on, they're going to recover. So then, after the Lord has spoken to them, he was received up into heaven, sat on the right hand of God, they went forth and they preached everywhere the Lord working with them, confirming the word with signs following. Amen. And got one more for you. Romans chapter 10. Romans chapter 10. See, this, this is what people have done. They have taken the Bible and they have made, you know, they, they got what they want. If you're teaching Romans 10 for salvation, you've been deceived. Romans chapter 10. The first verse. First verse. Brethren, I'm going to get to verse 8 and 9, but I'm going to go to you to verse 1. Says, verse, verse 1. Brethren, I'm just going to take my time and do this Romans 10. Romans 10 verse 1. Brethren, my heart desire and prayer to God for Israel is that they might be saved. I bear them record, remember what he's praying for, that Israel might be saved. I bear them record that they have a zeal of God, but not according to knowledge. Not according to knowledge. Why did they perish? 
My people destroyed for what reason? For lack of knowledge. See, that's what happens. People don't want nobody to tell them nothing. Don't want nobody to teach them nothing. That's my responsibility just to give you the knowledge of the Word. I'm not trying to make you understand everything. That's the Holy Ghost's job. If I'm right, the Holy Ghost is going to say, he gave you the Word and that Word is right. I'm not telling you something like prophets today. You got prophet lies out here today trying to tell you what's going to happen today, what's going to happen in America today, and all this stuff. That ain't no prophecy. Them just lies. And we all know they're lies now. All right. Romans chapter 10 and verse number 2. I bear them record they have a zeal of God, but watch this, but it's not according to knowledge. For they've been ignorant of God's righteousness. See, they've been ignorant of God's righteousness. Going about to establish their own righteousness have not submitted themselves, watch this, to God's righteousness. Then he's going to tell you something in verse number 4. Christ is the end of the law. If you don't get nothing else, Christ is the end of the law. Now, for to say Christ is the end of the law, Christ is the end of the Mosaic system. That means if Christ is the end of the law, Christ is the end of, end of Passover on the table. Christ is the end of water baptism. Christ is the end of circumcision. Christ is the end of foot washing. Christ is the end. See, all this stuff you can name, Christ is the end of animal sacrifice. Christ is the end of the law. All natural thing we are doing in the churches is the law. Christ is the end of the law. My job is to give you the knowledge. Here we go. Verse number four, Christ is the end of the law. Now just think about all them things I told you that they did in the law. John the Baptist, baptism under the law for the forgiveness of sin. John the Baptist did that. That's the law. Bread on the table, Moses gave them that in the wilderness. People still want that for their salvation. No, Christ is the end of that. Christ is the end of the law for righteousness to everyone that believeth. Moses described the righteousness which is of the law. Moses gave them the righteousness of the law. So if you're eating bread off the table, that's the righteousness of the law. That's what Israel did. They have not attained to God's righteousness. Verse 6 says, but the righteousness which is of faith speaketh on this wise. And then when people hear that, the righteousness which is of faith, they said, well, this got to be it. No, there's three different righteousnesses in this chapter. You have verse 3, you have verse 6. You got three different righteousnesses. You got the righteousness which is of the law. You got the righteousness of faith. And then you have the gift of righteousness. Romans chapter 5. 
See, people are not being taught. We just grab something and we say, that's it. It's not it. Now, let me take time here and give you these three righteousness. You can follow me on the screen, guys. Romans chapter 9, verse 30. Romans chapter 9, 30 and 31. Let's back up and do it. We're going to show them the three righteousness. Romans chapter 9, verse 30 and 31. Then I'm going to go to Romans chapter 3 and 4. Romans chapter 10, verse 3 and 4. Then I'm going to go to Romans chapter 5, verse 17. Going to show you the three righteousness. Romans chapter 9 first, guys. We're going to look at verse 30 and 31. Here we go. What shall we say then? That the Gentiles, which follow not after righteousness, have attained to righteousness. The Gentiles. What righteousness did they get? Even the righteousness which is of faith. What righteousness did they get? The righteousness which is of faith. Let's look at verse number 3, 31. Why are you there? You read 30, go to 31. Next verse. But Israel, so we're talking to the Gentiles, then Israel. Israel was followed after the law of righteousness. Israel followed after the law of righteousness, had not attained to the law of righteousness. Now let's go down to Romans chapter 10. And verse 3 is find out why Israel did not obtain the God's righteousness. Why, why they didn't get righteousness? Romans 10 and 3 says, For they being ignorant of God's righteousness. You have the righteousness which is of faith. You have the law of righteousness. Then you got God's righteousness. You want to make sure you got them. Let's see, do you have them? The first righteousness is the law of righteousness by Moses. That's the bread on the table. That's the water baptism. That's the circumcision. That's animal sacrifice. Foot wash. All that's the law of righteousness. Wasn't good enough. Then there's a righteousness which is a faith where you must confess with your mouth the Lord Jesus and believe in your heart God raised Jesus from the dead before it come to pass. That's the righteousness which is of faith. The righteousness which is of faith must be confessed. And guess what confession is? It's your works. Don't ever, don't ever take my word for it. Why find that in the book of James? Faith without works is dead being alone. And that word works there is confession. Faith without confession, it won't work. Faith without your works is not is dead. You got to confess faith before work. But the righteousness I'm giving you is God's righteousness. It's the righteousness. God's righteousness is a person. God's righteousness is Christ. Now remember, we got the law of righteousness where you have to do things in the church like communion, baptism, foot washing. That's the law of righteousness. Then we have righteousness, which is a faith where you have to speak it before it comes to pass. And then there's righteousness of God, which is Christ himself. 
Okay, hold that up. We'll go to James two, chapter 2, verse 17, just a moment. All right, now watch this. We're in Romans 10 and verse 3 again. It says, for they being ignorant of God's righteousness. God's righteousness. You saw three righteousness. Righteousness, which is the faith, the law of righteousness, and then God's righteousness. They're going about to establish their own righteousness, have not submitted themselves to the righteousness of God. Christ is the end of the law for righteousness. Christ is God's righteousness to everyone that believeth. All right? I want you to put me one verse up there and come right back. 1 Corinthians one thirty, in the King James. 1 Corinthians one thirty, and then you're going to come back to Romans 10. 1 Corinthians, I'm giving you the knowledge of the word. 1 Corinthians chapter 1 and verse 30. Then we're going to go back to Romans 10. 1 Corinthians one thirty. here it is. But of him are you in Christ Jesus, who of God is made unto us, call him out, wisdom, righteousness, sanctification, and redemption. Christ is our wisdom. Christ is our righteousness. Christ is our sanctification. Christ is our redemption. See, you're not confessing this to get this. It's free. Now let's go back to Romans 10. So you can do what you want to do with the word, but I, I'm, I, I believe there are some people out there who are glad to hear about it because your salvation depends on your righteousness. If you got your own righteousness, you have a problem. You got the law of righteousness, you got a problem. You're going to have to have God's righteousness. That's what Israel fell at. Now let's go to Romans chapter 10 and verse 6. That's where we're at. I'm sorry, yeah, Romans 10, 6. But the righteousness which is of faith, which is the second righteousness, speaketh on this wise. See, it's got to be confessed. Say not in your heart, who shall ascend into heaven? That is to bring Christ down from above. Or who shall descend into the deep? That is to bring up Christ again from the dead. But what, what saith the righteousness which is of faith? What does it say? It said the word is not thee, even in thy mouth. The word got to be in your mouth. The word got to be in your heart. The righteousness which is of faith. The word got to be in your mouth. The word got to be in your heart. That is the word of faith which we preach. It's called the word of faith. Then it says, that if thou shalt confess, I hope you get last week's tape because I dealt with this. If thou shalt confess with thy mouth the Lord Jesus. You had to hold on to your confession. You confess with your mouth the Lord Jesus, and then you had to believe. Two things, you had to confess and you had to believe in your heart that God raised Jesus from the dead. Then it said you shall be saved. Didn't tell you were saved. You had to confess and believe. With the heart man believe unto righteousness. With the heart man believe unto righteousness. With the heart 
man believe unto righteousness, with the mouth confessions made unto salvation. Now I want you to put that same thing in the, in the good news, Romans chapter 10, and verse 6 through verse number 10. Matter of fact, I'm going to read a lot of this, so, but just give me Romans chapter 10, verse 6. Uh, matter of fact, stay with the NLT because I don't have my good news. Romans chapter 10, verse 6 out of the NLT. Romans 6 and 10. Let's go to that. Romans chapter 6 and verse 10. I'm sorry, Romans chapter 10, verse 6. That's where we're at. Romans chapter 10 and verse 6. Out of the good news. I'm sorry, NLT. Forgive me. NLT. Oh, my God. Romans chapter 10 and verse number 6. Here it is. Out of NLT. But faith, way, but faith, way, of getting right with God, say, faith, way, of getting right with God, say, don't say in your heart who will go up to heaven to bring Christ to earth, or don't say who will go down to the palace, to the place of the dead, to bring Christ to life again, and fight. In fact, what does faith way says? The message is very at hand. The message is very close at hand. It's on your lips and in your heart. Faith message is on your lips and in your heart. That message is the very message about faith. Not Christ, faith. That message about faith that we preach. If you confess with your mouth that Jesus is Lord, and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you will be saved. For it is by believing in your heart that you are made right with God. It is by believing in your heart you are made right with God. And it's by confessing with your mouth that you are saved. Believe in your heart, confess with your mouth. When you believe with your heart, you're right with God. Confess with your mouth, you are saved. As the scripture tell us, is that right? As the scripture told you? Anyone who trusts in him will never be disgraced. Jews and Gentiles are in the same, in this respect. They have the same Lord who, who gives generously to all who call on him. Call on him to be saved. Everyone who call on the name of the Lord shall be saved. That's how you say you got to call the name of the Lord. But how shall they call on him to save them unless they believe in him? How can they believe in him if they have never heard about him? And how can they hear about him unless someone tells them? And how can anyone tell them without being sent? That is why the scripture says, how beautiful the feet of the messengers who bring good news. Good news. Good news. And that's the good news of the kingdom. Man, I'm going to have to pick this up the next service because I'm going to show you in the Word the Jews and the Gentiles were saved at the end of the old dispensation by the Word of Faith doctrine. In the New Testament, it's not your faith. Let me give you one verse. One verse, my time is gone. Romans chapter 5, verse 17. Quickly. 
Whatever, whatever you got, whatever book you got. Romans chapter 5, verse 17, I'm reading out the King James. For if by one man offense death reigned by one much more, they would receive abundant of grace, just receive it, abundant of grace, and of the gift of righteousness. Gift, free. Gift of righteousness shall reign in life by one man, Jesus Christ. So if you out trying to confess with your mouth, believe in your heart to get your salvation, you over here trying to get works, the law of righteousness to get your salvation, or you over here trying to get your salvation through the gift of righteousness, that's by grace you are saved through faith. Not yourself, it is the gift of God. My time is up. I thank you for yours. Let's go quickly to the, to the word of God. 1 Corinthians chapter number 15. Just make sure you got your faith right now. I took my time and did that. Let's go over here to the cross. 1 Corinthians chapter 15, verse 1 says, Moreover, brethren, I declare to you the gospel which I preach to you, which also you have received, and where you stand, by which also you, you are saved. Didn't tell you them by no confession. If you keep in memory what I preach to you, what I preach to you, unless you have believed in vain. Paul said, I preach to you, I deliver to you, first of all, that which I receive, how Christ died for our sins, according to the scripture. He was buried, he rose again, according to the scripture. He was seen of Peter, then of the twelve. After that, he was seen above 500 brothers at one time. After that, he was seen of James. Then of all the apostles, last of all, he was seen of me who was born in due time. Is your faith really in Christ's death, being resurrection? Or is your faith in your own confession and your own belief? My time is up. I thank you for yours. And the door of faith is open unto you. Thank you for listening to the Dora Faith Ministries podcast. I hope this message was a blessing to you and we look forward to seeing you on the next episode. If you're listening on iTunes, be sure to give us a five-star rating. Also, be sure to find us online at www.mydoorfaith.org. That's www.mydoorfaith.org.